0: Boston's Big Four Podcast.
1: New news about music and sports every week. Sometimes.
2: All right, we're back. Episode 93, Boston's Big Podcast. We got a very special guest with us. Long awaited. We've been, you know, looking to get him on for a while now. We got Riggs with us. BC High Zone
1: yes sir
2: um you know doing been doing a lot with the music lately you got soul sundays going on right now dropping a single every sunday uh how you been man you're down in atlanta right now
1: how's yeah, life man. down in the eight down in atlanta right now loving it man um one thing that's always been consistent regardless of where i was living it's all been about the women it's always been about the women so i'm enjoying that down here as well um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, music is amazing down here. Like, there's so many creative people to work with as well. Um, but, you know, I'm up at, back and forth in Boston as well all the time. So, you know what I mean? I can't complain. God is good. Life is good. You know what I mean? Just feeling good in the midst of this pandemic.
0: Yeah, that's great. And I mean, it's funny too, because we we mentioned Atlanta a lot as like, and I, as uh, an inspiration for what Boston could be as a music city. We yeah. love the scene in Atlanta. And like you mentioned, there's a lot of good people. And I something that i see just someone outside looking in uh there's a lot of good collaboration i think people are willing to put each other on they want to work with each other and and i'm i'm kind of curious how and we'll get into everything else i'm curious you you made the move from boston to atlanta how did you feel like in the initial like what was that first experience like seeing being in the music scene in boston and then now atlanta does it feel different like how i've described it or like what is your experience there
1: yeah, dude, so it feels totally different being in the music scene uh, in Boston than it does being in Atlanta. So, like, I, what one thing that I hear a lot about it, about Boston's music scene is that people, like, don't really help each other, and it's a lot of crabs in the barrel mentality, but, like, that's not really what I came across when I was in Boston, right? Because um, when I came back to Boston, it was after I graduated from college, and I was in 2014, and so when I came back, I jumped right in, started going to, like, ciphers, it started going to... Um, open mic showcases and shit like that. And so like, I was really hitting the ground hard, just trying to like meet different people who was already in the scene and already established. So like from just being involved in the scene and being involved in the community, like I met a lot of friends and made a lot of people that way, you know what I mean? So I had a lot of collabs. Um, I met some lifelong friends doing music shit, you know what I mean? And like, even if we didn't get to collab on an actual song, like there's people who I support in Boston's music scene, et cetera, et cetera. you know what I mean? So time was a little bit different in Boston. We had this thing called Mind Spray back in the day. And Mind Spray was like a, a, a monthly open mic uh, showcase, but there was also like performances, like headlining performers at, as well. Um, and we used to do it at Wonder Bar. It used to be at Middle East, and then it was at Wonder Bar. And um, I started cutting my teeth in that when I first came back just trying to build a name for myself. Because I came back from college like, yo, like what's going on in the Boston music scene? Like it's not really going crazy because this wasn't out then. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh Michael Christmas had just started right. getting started. You know what I mean? But nobody was really like stepping out. Like it, it was really that one except for right. like Malfi. I remember Malfi.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. Wait, yeah. with an F, right? I might like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're trying so,
2: to figure out where he is or what he's doing. No but. fucking
1: idea, man. Uh <laughs> uh Malfy and um uh Sammy Adams was lit to kind of when we was in college and shit like that. Um, <laughs> oh man, Sammy
0: Adams. Whatever happened to him though? He had like two hits. <laughs> I'm no sure I'm probably selling idea, him short. I bet he had an album.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? So I came back. I was like, oh shit, I know I'm nice. Like I know I'm nice with the So let me just start going to ciphers and shit. And I met a bunch of dope people. I started going to those mind spray events. Like a year later, I ended up hosting them shits. You know what I mean? Mm. And just started meeting a lot of people around the city and doing shows and shit. Next thing you know, like I got my own fan base built up and I'm throwing shows at the fucking. Uh, uh, House of Blues. I was like, this is fucking amazing. Oh, you know? d- how did I miss this? You had a show at the House of Blues? <laughs> yeah, that show was fucking amazing too. Uh. But like my first album that I put out, my first album, Business Casual, Uh, we did an album release party at the House of Blues in the foundation room, completely sold that shit out. Um, <laughs> to, to the pack. That shit was like packed to the brim, bro. Like mm-hmm. I made so much money that night. Uh, Was able to put my people on it and like show my people a good time with that shit, man. So that was dope. So I love Boston forever. Mm-hmm. And I think that scene um, isn't as popping as it could be. Then, you know, I get down here to Atlanta and I kind of got to start over at playing uh, step A again, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and um, just meet new people and do open mics and shit like that. So I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I've been using a cheat code since I've been down here in Atlanta. Like I haven't really hit any open mics and shit like that. Um, I haven't been doing all of that stuff. Like I came down here and I already had a team in place because one of my best friends from college moved out here after we graduated. Um, And he's an engineer, he's fucking amazing. Like engineers for BET shows with Murder Inc and all that shit like that. So like my boy Juice is super amazing on the boards and stuff. And so he was kind of plugged in when I came down here. Then we got to working on an album, went on tour with Big Crit, uh, did a song with T-Pain and shit like that. I met a whole bunch of people like was on tour with Rhapsody, um, Damani Harris, you know what I'm saying? So like I've met all of these people and know these folks now, you know what I mean? It's cool. I got contacts and numbers in my phone, you know what I mean? So it's like that's unbelievable. Oh, shit, yeah,
0: we've been following fire. that and I I can't believe, yeah, just the yeah. N- the names we're that seeing really and the progress. I mean, not only that, the quality of your music like is you, Is great. And, and it's and I love the the tag. I just need some juice. That's so fun. I you oh, know it's gonna be down, fire man. when you hear
2: that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know it's about to slap when you hear that. Yes. Facts. So Facts. uh talk about the uh talk about the big crick collaboration. How'd that fuck connection man. come about?
1: So, oh. Yo, that connection is crazy. So, um, I came home one time. I think I was there for the summer, and my boy Marcus that I went to college with was like, "Yo, uh, Big Crit's doing a show in Boston. You should go." And it was a free show that they did at uh, where the fuck was that? It was a Rubber Tracks convert show, and Michael Christmas was on it with Big Crit, and it was at was it at the Sinclair? Something like that, I think it was at the Sinclair. It was free or whatever. I didn't have a ticket when I pulled up, didn't know I needed one. Anyways, my boy Tim Nyan was like, yo, um, jump in line with me. I know a dude who can get you a ticket. Boom, I jumped in line, I saw Crit, and I was like, holy shit, this dude's my favorite fucking rapper. Cause I never seen anybody wow. jump up and down on a stage with his voice being crystal clear for a fucking hour. I've never seen it before. And I was like, yo, this dude's big like me. Cause he was like 220 at the time. And he's just like jumping up and down, leaping yeah. on stage, ripping. Every line sounds just like the recording and the whole crowd is eating out of the palm of his hand. I was like, this is my favorite fucking rapper, dog. And Man, the tracks yeah. was hype. He had amazing <laughs> lyrics. I was like, what the fuck is life right now? My music sucks. <laughs>
0: so, That's so, a- an interesting thing, the acrobatics of like, you got to have your cardio up and be ready oh to be talking God. at the same time. Like t- with, actual melody i mean that's do, have you and I, i'm sure this is like might be a little wild that do you ever like sing while you're exercising or, or rap while you're exercising to keep yeah
1: dude like i used to i used to uh run verses the whole time like getting ready for shows every time i had a show coming up i would get on a treadmill and run miles and like just try to rap my verses and not be out of breath you know what i mean yeah and that shit wow. is a fucking feat you know what i mean i've never do it successfully really um you know and and really get all the words out but it definitely helps when you're on stage. You can tell that you've at least been training for it, you know, and it's not quite as rigorous as when you're running. So, um, yeah, that's awesome. Is that
2: something, is that something that other artists that you know of have done or did you come up with that on your own? I
1: I just came up with that just because every step of my life, you know, I've been trying to like, bring music to the athletic side of of it. You know what I mean? And and just trying to be prepared, you know? And and I'm not new to this music shit, man. It's not like I just picked up a microphone one day and was like, yo, I want to be a rapper. You know what I mean? Like I was in jazz band in high school. You know, I was an all state jazz musician in high school uh, playing drums and xylophone in a jazz jazz band. And um, I'm a fucking church boy, you know what I mean? So I grew up playing drums in church from the age of six and and started touring with different gospel groups at the age of 11. So you know, it's not like I just started out with this music shit. So I was around a, re- a lot of really great musicians that kind of showed me how to be a good showman and stuff like that very early on. Um, but to finish with the crit shit, to make a long story very short, um, I met, I saw him first there. He was my favorite rapper. Um, my ex girlfriend Christian got me a ticket um, when he was at um, the Middle East on on his on tour like a year before I did a collab with him and she got me a meet and greet yeah. ticket.
2: And yeah. I met all right. Pri- so
1: mm-hmm. I
2: remember you posted a picture with him online and I was yep. like, I commented, I was like, we need a Riggs big crit collab. And you were like, man, that's gotta <laughs> happen. And then like a year later it happened.
1: Year later, dog. I like, like, so I'm, I'm making adult swim. I'm like, this song sounds fucking amazing. Juice made this hot ass beat. I was like, dog, this song sounds fucking amazing. We need this feature. Nah, man, man, nah. He emails uh, Dutch who he was in contact with before because we wanted to get a Crip feature before, but we just didn't have the money. Um, So he emailed Dutch. um, The business was good or whatever, you know what I mean? And so we had the money this time around to make that shit shake. Um, Ended up meeting, hitting it off. We was like, yo, this shit rocks, let's do the video. (laughs) Did the video, you know what I mean? Next thing you know. We have fucking Christmas parties and shit kicking it. Like it, it is what it is. That's now,
2: wild. You know I mean, because cool I mean, not only, not only did you do the song with him, you got him in the video. Like you're in a video really? with him. You got the Red Sox hat on, so you're rep Boston. So always. You know, I was hyped when I saw that.
1: Yeah, always, man. Yeah, yeah. For y'all who haven't seen it, go check out Chill on uh on YouTube yes. right now. That shit was on BET and shit too. I was like, this is nuts.
0: It's super catchy. I'm always yeah. just like, "Girl, why well, can we just chill?" It. It's just getting me going. Word, um, oh, man, we lost, uh, we lost him for a sec. Um, it's all good. I actually, <laughs> back in relocated. Yep. Um, so we're we were talking about chill. Uh, yeah. He's in the video repping Boston. I cut off.
2: I cut off right when you were singing the song, Owen.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's no, it a decent rendition, man. It was a decent cover for sure.
0: <laughs> Working on it, yeah. I love to but do I,
1: will, it. I do want to talk about
2: the T Pain collab too. Yo, that shit's nuts, bro. How did how did you get T Pain
1: on a track? Great shit. song, too. Bro, appreciate that shit, man. Buddy for you. Uh I still feel like that shit didn't do everything that it was supposed to do yet. Yeah, like, I think um when I actually run into T Pain. And we um and we talk about it, you know what I mean? Like maybe there'll be a video for that, or maybe I just fucking missed the window or some shit like that. But um, that T Pain joint man just came through some connections that we had, and I was like, "Yo, I already got one of my idols on on a song," you know what I mean? In Big Crit, and I was like, "Yo, T Pain would have to be like one of my biggest influences ever," (laughs) like you know what I mean? I fucking love T Pain. Really? I used to have his shit on repeat in high school uh in my fucking ninety seven ultima uh <laughs> cruising down Morrissey Boulevard bumping uh, T Pain's three rings album. Mm-hmm. So um yeah. I had a couple of connects man I mean, and, and me and Juice had some connects and we had to make that shit shape.
0: Gotta make use of those yeah. connects. That's awesome. Yeah dude. And uh, T Pain's definitely you guys a legend. together or, or was those were those verses like mailed?
1: Yeah so we had to work through email on that one because T Pain was out of, he wasn't in the state at the time. Um, you know what I mean? He lives here in Atlanta, but he wasn't in Atlanta when we were trying to get everything done with that shit. And that shit just takes a whole lot longer of a process, a, a whole lot more time, because you got to deal with folks as lawyers and, and shit like that. You know what I mean? So like even after the song was done, it was all about the lawyer saying, OK, we'll agree to this. We'll agree to that. We'll agree to this. We'll agree to that. And you know what I mean? And then like when you're trying to push music out, if you're not um, signed to a major, and you have like big name artists on your shit, sometimes like the people that you may distribute through, like whether it's Distro Kid or whether it's CD Baby or whatever the fuck you use, they're like, yo, you don't fucking have this artist on here. You know how many people try to oh. bullshit us all the time and say that you have this person on the album and it's really not? And so like we had to jump through hoops to get them to clear that as well. You know what I'm saying? Wow that's tough yeah yeah i didn't
2: even think about that people try to lie about having people on their songs
1: yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so it shows up on their artist page and all that shit like that but nah this was really a real one Uh,
0: i think i just found a good use of nfts right so if you got an nft attached to the song you submit it that can't be faked right so right i mean who knows maybe someday it will be but that's uh that's the move i mean that's interesting i've heard of people having trouble like they try to change their name slightly and they can't get the same mm. songs back up, which is a whole thing, but...
1: That's, yeah, bro. You, you changed man. your name, right? I you went, my, went from Riggs yeah, to Nice. Yeah, I did nice. change my name, yeah.
0: <laughs> I used oh, so to have Riggs you
1: experience nice. that? Yeah, I used to be Riggs Too Nice, and then I just changed it to Riggs. Um, and I was cool that not everything came over. I did have my choice of what records that I wanted to come over. Um, and, you know, now, like, I feel different now, and I want to change my fucking name again, you know what I mean? I don't know what it's going to be yet, but... Mm. You know, sometimes I kind of want to be uh Damric. sometimes I want to be Emmanuel. You know what I mean? Sometimes like I just want to use my actual name and like put out records, you know what I mean? I am just evolving every day as I as I get older, you know. So this and is just trying interesting, to take my time with
0: it. Interesting segue actually. So if you you have multiple names in mind, would you ever consider making projects like in those almost personalities or I guess they're they're you in a sense, so you wouldn't be making different personalities, but uh, it kind of makes me think of that what you've been doing with Soul Sundays, the whole Uncle Leroy thing. And uh, I think we were saying this <laughs> yeah. off, Mike. You're you're a man of yes. many talents. Yes. You're the actor. You're a singer. You're a rapper. You're you're putting it all together, and it, it's all quality. Like I love those Uncle Leroy skits. I'm sending them to people. Like look at this. Like it's it's perfect. And then it's it's comedy, it's acting, and it's an ad all at once. And that's a I eat that stuff up. That is my favorite. Uh, So I commend you on that. What, like, where did that idea come from? Do you have an uncle Leroy?
1: Bro, I don't have an uncle Leroy, but I do have an uncle Leroy at the same time. So like uncle Leroy is a blend of people who've had significant impact on my life. (laughs) Like my dad is from fucking Macon, Georgia. My dad is also so old that when he was in Macon, Georgia, it was called dry branch Georgia. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, it's a mix of him it's a mix of a guy who used to drive me to school, one of my dad's drivers, because he owns a transportation company where he did back in the day. So one of my dad's drivers uh, named Mr. White, and he's a fucking lunatic. Um, so it's a mixture of him, my dad, all my uncles, like, and, you know, a little bit of rig swag in there too. You know what I'm saying? Just all combined to make Uncle Leroy, man. And, and um, but to answer your question, like, I do think that, you know, I eventually will start, Um, using these other personas or different parts of my my personality to put out different music because like right now I'm focusing on R&B and shit like that but I do miss rapping because I feel like people don't rap well enough so I'm like yo somebody still gotta somebody still gotta put out some hard-ass records that got content in them you know what I mean so I'm like "Ah, maybe I'll start rapping again but really only do like hard-ass shit you know what I mean since I get to sing on this side so Mm. I'm thinking about it you know
0: Yeah, I like that. And that was something we were saying before you came on here is you're just super versatile with the like your the Soul Sundays is awesome. And then you listen to your old stuff like I bump Big Break all the time. Like, I love that, too. And those are like Mm -hmm. fun.
2: I love that one. Just fun, hard
0: songs. And it's good. And I I, remember the drip.
2: I love that one, too. (laughs) (laughs) I bought that one a lot. I bumped that one Bricks a lot.
1: Monopoly wrote that shit. Where he wrote the uh, he wrote the beat for that joint. My boy Bricks, he's down here in Atlanta too. His sister is amazingly hot. Anyways, <laughs> shout out his <Anyways>. sister. <laughs> shout, out to, yeah, shout, shout out to his sister. sister, dog. I miss her. I'm about to text her after this. What the fuck? Oh boy.
0: <laughs> yeah, we shoot all our shots on this podcast, so I love that. Oh god. Oh yeah. Shooter,
2: shoot. Or shoot. Um, i do
0: think it's funny though how you said that um i think the real pandemic though is whack rapping right now so i we do got to fix mm. that and there's plenty of good rap out there but there's a lot of not good rap so I, we gotta fact. we gotta remind people once in a while so i would appreciate yeah if you throw some singles or an album out i don't know what you got in the vault but well, let's let's get it
1: dog i got mad so when i decided to make the transition to r&b um, Juice was like, I think this is a good idea. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, bet. And then I started thinking about it one day as I was going through um, some beats that I'd made. I was going through some different things and I was like, holy fuck. I got like 40 rap records that have just never come out. Like, <laughs> like I've been hoarding these for the right time. Damn. And I got like 40 fire ass rap records that have never come out. When the fuck am I gonna put these out? Like, we'll see.
0: Uh, another common theme on this podcast Relly Bucks. Have some somebody buy it, like that Wu Tang exclusive album. That's what we're talking Word. about. Like, don't release one for 40 years and then put it out <laughs> later. It'll be I, I love that stuff. That's another thing. Like if you put it out like dollars. in a in maybe like not necessarily distributed places, like if you just put one of those up on SoundCloud, like as a single or something, I love that when I'm looking through an artist catalog and you got their albums, you got their EPs, and every once in a while there's some singles sprinkled through. But mm-hmm. then you're like, I can't only find this on SoundCloud and it's still fire and it's something that they don't advertise <laughs> as much, you know, and that's, I love those little gems when people pop those out. And I mean, not telling you what to do, but I, I would love to hear one of
1: those. Nah, uh, so, bro, yeah. it's all about feedback. <laughs> it's all about feedback. I got, I got some records, man. I can email you some shit too. Uh, Absolutely. One of yeah. these old days, bro. Cause I, I feel like music is to be shared and they don't do no good if they're on my fucking laptop alone. You know what I mean?
0: Exactly. Yeah. That's huge.
1: Facts. So, you how much longer are you oh, planning sorry. on
2: going with the Soul Sunday thing,
1: bro? So, right now, I'm, I'm letting it rock right now, bro. I'm letting it rock right now. Um, yeah, I want to say, like, I'm just how many weeks by the in are by you? By the... it's, I feel like it's been a while. Yeah, I'm, so I'm, I'm down seven weeks deep right now. Um, coming up on eight, okay. Um, and so, um, I want to say like I'm flying by the seat of my pants and just releasing music as I feel, but like originally I'm I'm thinking that the first season of Soul Sunday is going to be 12, um, 12 weeks, so I'll do it for three months straight, and then um, okay. and then you know then I'll, I'll recalibrate or maybe take a week or two to myself and then and put something out. But you know I got I got a couple of plans. I don't want to give it all away right now, mainly because I got to figure out how right. much it's going to take for me to execute uh, what I want to plan and um and how much money this is gonna fucking cost me because i swear music is like a woman that doesn't love you bro it's like you spend all your money on it and she don't necessarily <laughs> give you what you need um so yeah um, you know it, it's been therapeutic more than anything right now though you know just to be releasing music and stuff like that um because i took a while off from just dropping music and shit i was always creating but I took a while off because my life had just been so fucking complicated recently. You know, what I mean, like I just had my first daughter. Like, you know what I mean? Congratulations. And, um, That's
2: awesome. I, yeah. Congratulations, by the way.
1: Appreciate it, man. I just had my first daughter uh, nine months ago and um, and almost 10 months ago. And, and, you know, you think about it and it's like, OK, so the baby's only nine months old. But it's like, I've been a dad for the whole time that her mom was pregnant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And my life was upside down from the second that I found out that she was pregnant. And I was like, oh shit, like responsibility is here now. It's not just me that I have to care about, you know? Mm. Um, so I had to take time and grow with that shit and, and learn how to navigate being a dad and learn how to like navigate, like taking care of a little girl and making sure that, you know, she's all set and she has everything that she needs. And I'm still working on it, you know what I mean? Thank God his, her mom's amazing and shit. Um, but, so I just took time away from the music, you know what I mean? And like a lot of music that I wrote during that time was just all about me trying to figure out how to navigate this shit, you know what I mean? And um, and so like, I still was feeling like I was kind of like uh, depressed at times, I was anxious at times, I was excited at times. Um, You know what I mean? I was overjoyed at times. I was enraged at the fact that, like, I didn't. My life wasn't where I wanted it to be at times. Um, And then I realized I'm not getting no relief, and I couldn't figure out why. And then Juice was like, "Yo, put a song out every week." I was like, (laughs) "I was like, okay, tell me more." Feel better, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, (laughs) he's like Soul Sundays. Keep holds you accountable. Takes off all the pressure of uh, having it put out something perfect every week, blah, blah, blah. He was like, people will tell you what they like. I was like, you're fucking right. And he was like, and it'll give you uh, time to exercise um, your pen and stuff like that. Because I also write for artists and shit like that too. I produce for artists as well. So like Soul Sundays holds me accountable, gives me a release like therapy. And um, you know what I mean? It allows me to practice my skills and shit like that. So when it is time for me to jump in the studio with somebody down here and get to the paper, like um, I got records to write and I got, a pen that's working you know what I mean
0: yeah and I I feel like there's no better inspiration than having a child too for like in terms of putting your emotions out there and if you're good at translating that uh, like with a pen you can really uh, like bring people into that feeling because I mean personally I don't know what that feels like so like if you can like vividly describe the like all like how you were saying all those emotions i'm like man that makes a lot of sense like you're just like man not now and like but awesome but yes but yeah uh, but what if and you're like all these things like (laughs) i just can imagine those feelings all well up and can turn into great music and obviously you have the talent to be able to do that so that's a blessing in in that way too where you kind of have now i guess the different topics now of your life and it's just a new stage and that's how things will yeah will happen yeah. from now on that's awesome and i think probably soul sundays is a great way to do that getting into the soul when uh when you're starting to feel like that deep love i've heard people explain it's very weird how like when they're first looking at their child you you do and you said it it's uh, like it's not about you you know you start to yeah. realize that this there's just more and like because we get so caught up in that especially where young men in our 20s it's just like yeah i it's been all about me pretty much like, and now I, when that happens, you're like, Oh boy. Okay. I, I can yeah. do this. And that's uh yeah, that's so. Congratulations. That is awesome. And I, I'm looking forward to what what's coming out from that. Um, work. Course, I that. Take the time you need uh, <laughs> when you're doing all, when you're t- getting re- things ready. Uh, but you mentioned that you produce for other people. Um, and I was going to ask you actually, cause I know you work with, with juice, but do you, Uh, So you you make like some of your own beats and you produce for yourself as well as other people. So how long have you been doing that and what got you into that?
1: Yeah, man. So what got me into that was just, you know, just um, cutting my teeth of music real early. You know, Um, I probably got really started with production at like like 14 or 14 or 15 or whatever. Um, So like before every producer started in the world started using Fruity Loops, like I found that shit on the internet as a free software and was like banging out beats on the key on the keyboard in like the computer keyboard and shit like that. Oh um, it was making beats off of that shit at like fourteen or fifteen, not really knowing what the fuck was in my hands. You know what I'm saying? And then as I started going to like Berkeley for uh, music programs and in, in city music and shit, um, I started realizing I was like, oh, production's actually a thing so like oh i could really make beats and like actually get money doing this shit and actually put out songs to the world for the world to hear um so that's when i got started like kind of at 14 um but you know like shout out to my mom for making me take all those piano lessons that i hated going to on saturday mornings and Mm. and the drum lessons that i hated going to on saturday mornings and shit like that when i wanted to just hang out with my friends and shit she was like yo go make friends at these lessons and at these programs and shit like that and i did and um it's just always worked out for me, you know? It's Like that's the thing about having great parents. Um, so, you know, I bought my mom a lot of Gucci bags growing up and a lot, of, uh, <laughs> a lot of bags and shit like that because like I had a job since I was 11 playing drums and shit like that. It had nothing to do with the bread, you know what I mean? Right. Like I had savings, but I also had spending money. So I was like, who better to spend it on it? My mom for Mother's Day and shit like that. So I would like just go out with my sister, like take me to this store, let's buy Ma this. Like, let's get her that, blah, blah, blah. And like, you make a ton of fucking money as a musician when you're good. So um I've been kind of spoiled um off the rip.
0: Well, that's nice. Yeah. And I'm sure your mom appreciated that. That's a good, <laughs> yeah, sure. a good way to bring it around. Like yeah, you, that you is were nice. given talent and you brought back actual like something to show for it. And I feel like a lot Word. of people kind of work so hard and and don't always and it's interesting, you said that there is a lot of money to be made in music. But you got to know how to make it right. And I feel like that's uh, some people don't, and that's like, you got to figure out how to get your, and, and you've dealt with that a lot. It sounds like, especially more recently with the, the lawyers and the publishing kind of things and that stuff is and in, infinitely more complex, but that's, yeah, it, and it's really good. You also cultivated it at a young age. I meant to ask you, I noticed in, there was a video I was seeing where you, it, it was very obvious you knew how to play the piano like some people you can tell they're just one finger tapping on something and they're like <laughs> yeah. this is a dope beat but they pretty much made the whole beat and they're like kind of playing the loop as they pretend to be playing it live and yeah. <laughs> you were really playing it and I was like wow okay you know how to play piano and that's I, like I imagine you can read music and stuff too that's probably gonna be yeah.
1: I mean,
0: that's a whole nother level that I, I think uh, is got to be rare do you see are there people that you deal with these days that that can also like, do you find yourself on a level because you started like that with true music, actually reading notes and stuff like that? Does, and I could be ignorant in this, maybe everyone in studios can do that these days, but Uh I get the feeling that that's not the case.
1: Bro, that's not the case at all. Like, and and that's also the dope thing about music though. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, Maybe one studio out of every 10, there's an actual musician in there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or a person who's not an actual musician, but a person who's like classically trained. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, it's in Atlanta, anyways, in Atlanta. Like a lot of these cats in Atlanta who make the music um, in the hip hop field. Like a lot of R&B cats know their shit. A lot of R&B cats came up just like I did in church and shit like that. So they know how to play and read music and all that shit. Hmm. But like a lot of hip hop cats, like were just dudes who, who had an ear for the music and, you know, had a computer or went to their homeboy's crib and started banging shit out on their computer. And now all of a sudden the fucking Metro boom it or our Lex Luger, or our, you know, all these other super producers, Take Heap, you know what I'm saying, and, he's, and that shit is so fucking amazing to me, because I'm like, yo, you literally only had a fucking PC, not a MacBook, you had a fucking Dell, or HP, and now God you're up, making Dale. millions, and now you're making amazing beats, and you're making shit that people feel all off of shit that you just had, bro, and, and it's like, that is amazing, but you know, it's not lost on me that like I have specific advantages. Like if I'm not making money off of records that I'm putting out, I know how to st- I can still go make money off of music. I can go play in churches on Sundays by playing drums. I can go, um, you know what I mean? I can go play in a bar every night of the week down here for live entertainment you know what I'm saying I can go play in studio sessions for producers and shit who want live drums or who want keys on their shit you know what I mean I know how to stack harmony so I can arrange vocals for different singers and shit like that so it's like there's a lot of shit that just comes with it um when selling music isn't necessarily the easiest or most profitable thing to do
0: yeah I and everything you just described I think is to, to many people and especially like to me if I was going to try to make a song or something I feel like maybe I could vocalize something, but like everything you're talking about, creating the harmonies, like mixing stuff and knowing how to piece it together in, in a, a smart way is to, a superpower in my mind. And I think that's that ties a studio together. And if you don't have somebody like that in, involved at some point in the process, it's probably gonna not be the best music for a while. And some people do right. grind that out and then they throw away right. their old music and then just keep making good, better music <laughs> and just keep making those steps up. But it's huge to have somebody like, that in the process and it's awesome i mean do you find when you're working with people that uh and this can be you know tooting your own horn a little bit that would the project not have been the same without you
1: um yeah man yeah yeah i think it would have been different without me but i was at the same time toot, too, motherfucker like yeah i think you know, it um would have been the same without me man and that's what i really what i pride myself on um and it all comes down to like not having an ego, you know what I mean? Um, cause it's not always about like, a lot of people go into the studio and they're like, yo, uh, I'm gonna bring this to the album cause nobody does this shit better than me. It's like, whoa, I'm gonna just sit back and listen at first, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna trust my ear and listen. And if they got it and I think the record's perfect and I don't have anything to add, I'm not just gonna put my hand in there just cause I say, I need to say I contributed something. Like if it's perfect, then it's perfect. But if there's something I can add to it, like, I think that's so dope being able to say, hey, let me just put this on top of what you already did. And now it's and now it's like, what do you think about it now? You know what I mean? So um, it's definitely a blessing to be of value every time you step into a room. And um, I gotta thank my mom for that. And I, and I think that's what, what's missing from music a lot of the time nowadays, especially, because it's more gimmicky and it's not really based on how talented you are. So I exactly. think that like, a lot of people who are actually talented aren't seeing the success that they could cause it's so oversaturated. Um, yep. You know what I mean? But you're, you're, if you're really talented, there's value for you in every room that you go into. Right. You know what I mean?
0: And what do you prefer? Do you prefer production or do you prefer being the the person like uh, performing?
1: Um, I'm a performer, man. I'm a performer. Um,
0: That's what I was thinking, but I had to ask.
1: Yeah, I'm a performer. I'll do whatever pays the fucking bills, but I'm a I'm a performer for sure. Um, and it's totally unrelated, but holy shit, Jordan Lucas, what the fuck, bro? What like, he's putting out some dope ass shit right now.
2: Man, um, I saw. I haven't even watched the video he just put out yesterday, but I saw some clips. He's got Mark Mark Wahlberg in there.
1: Fucking Mark Wahlberg, Diddy, George Lopez, like crazy. crazy yeah, I I shit. was
0: surprised when he got. Uh, Chris Brown, or well, that was yeah, he did that track with Chris Brown. Am yeah. I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has be- a
2: couple tracks with Chris Brown. They were gonna drop an album together, right? But did we had uh, we had his producer on. We had his producer on recently, Knox Beats, and mm-hmm. he was telling he got flown out to Chris Brown's mansion in L.A. Like he was telling us some crazy stories. That's, That's- Joiner's really doing some amazing things.
1: Yeah, he's fucking dope, yo. He is fucking dope, and like I fuck with Joyner, uh specifically because. You know, he's an older cat, you know what I mean? And um, it's just doing the shit his way. You know, tr- a lot of trial and error yeah. has yeah. gone into him being as dope as he is right now. And I think that's a yeah. testament to everybody who's like, ah, uh, like, I'm really talented. I love this. But like, let me go ahead and quit because it's not happening the way or the time that I want it to. It's like, yo, keep going with your shit. Like, right. Even if you're doing it. And I feel like nowadays,
2: going. I feel like nowadays, more so than ever, people are blowing up at a later age, like Joiner, like he you know, he was around 30 when he started to blow. Like um, Griselda, they're all, you know, in their 30s or yeah. almost 40. Millie's is like 35, and he's just really starting to blow right now. So yep. age doesn't matter as much as it did 10 years ago, 20 years ago. It doesn't seem. Right.
1: As long as you're a cool-ass motherfucker, man, there's this space for you. Plenty right. of space. You just got to make your own fan base. And that's right. the thing. Like, you got to make your own fan base, bro.
0: Yeah, definitely. And and bringing back the Joiner thing, and this is – like he, he started and the way I discovered him, which I think a lot of people did was the storytelling videos. Like the one where he had the kid getting like followed, like taken to the neighborhood. Ross and stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And just, uh, he had a few and honestly I'm there, I'm blanking on them now, but I just remember being like, these are, I'm watching stories and like, again, songs are fun and catchy, but like when you're watching a story, it's just, that's so the entertainment value shoots up. And I feel like, and Riggs, you do this too, like with anything, all your visuals, the the Uncle Leroy stuff, like everything you're you're and we were saying, like you're an actor as well. You definitely are mm-hmm. embodying that. And uh can we expect more skits? I, I think we should, but I want yeah, yeah I'm looking forward yeah. to
1: them. <laughs> I got some fucking ideas, man. I got some ideas. It's um so it's capital, it's um Uh, it's it's capital it's like human capital like having people that you can work with you know what I mean and people who are available at the time because especially right now everybody's got so much shit going on so trying to organize things with a bunch of people and you know and like get everything shot and filmed and, and put out music consistently and you know still have time to write the scenes and shit like that is real tough so maybe I'll take the little intermission after this 12 weeks to kind of uh, get all of that stuff together, but yeah, man, I definitely got some ideas for some skits and long form, longer form videos. Anyways, you know what I mean. That's not necessarily a music video, um, right. but we're intertwined, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. If you ever need bodies, we're here. If you ever up in Boston needing <laughs> bodies, we're or I'll fly down. I I want to be in videos, so yeah, hit us up. Word. <laughs> all right. bet,
2: bet, bet. Say less. I want to <laughs> be in videos. He says.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I just do, but. <laughs> Yeah. No, I love that. That's awesome. And uh, so you mentioned uh, big crit and T-Pain were big influences on you. Did, is there anybody else like that you feel that you've kind of like adopted that style coming up or maybe you've grown into just your own style from that? Um, I mean, it could just be them.
1: I'm inspired by a ton of people, uh, big crit T-Pain. Um, D'Angelo was a huge inspiration for me. Um, nowadays like Teddy Pendergrass is a huge inspiration for me. Um, um i'm a huge fan of fucking beyonce um just from like the entertainer perspective you know what i'm saying and she's fucking amazingly hot but Who doesn't um, like beyonce yeah <laughs> you know what i mean you
2: amazingly love beyonce,
1: hot. but like I'm, I'm a big fan of beyonce and shit like that um you know what i mean and i just try to be inspired by as many different musicians as i can like i'm even inspired by soldier boy at times like you know what i mean and how fucking yeah. uh how how
2: how can uh, you not be th- the way he markets himself and whatnot, there's definitely things. Yeah. Even if you don't like the music, there's things you can pull from like someone like soldier boy or even like Lil pump, you know, even if you think their music's trash, there's a reason that they are where they are. So you should try to take what you can from that.
1: Exactly. And I think that's what a lot of people don't recognize these days. Like a lot of people see people doing well and they just all of a sudden just hate on it. And it's like, dog, that energy is not right. fucking getting you anywhere bro it's like
0: i've you been can, guilty of it right. before for sure but then you realize it's like, like oh so you think
1: it's like so you think
2: they're whack but they're way more successful than you okay so take some notes what are they doing that you're not yeah, doing?
1: <laughs> you gotta do an audit yo you gotta do an audit. Right. you gotta see what's going on with you first you know what i mean and, right. um, yeah and, and and these guys are successful for a reason like some of that shit so none of this shit pops off without having a little bit of luck first off you know right. you gotta have some luck um, but at the same time, it's like, also, you got to see a fucking opportunity and notice when it's the opportunity. You got to know where the luck is. Luck doesn't always slap you in the face all the time and say, hey, this is me. You know what I mean? You got to be able to recognize it like, oh, shit, I did this. People like it. I need to run with this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so Soldier Boy was great at doing that. He put a video up on, on YouTube one day. That shit went crazy. He was like, oh, bet I should keep doing this but how many people have done that and missed their window because they didn't realize that that's what the fuck they were supposed to be doing you know what I mean um so you know so I'm inspired by like everybody and um you know I just try to take inspiration from wherever I can like a lot of the times it's like I'm inspired by fucking Gary Vanderchuck you know what I mean or or Grant Cardone (laughs) and like different cats like this you know what I'm saying um and it's like not even all just music shit it's just like life shit you know what I mean yeah J. Cole's my favorite rapper right now but that'll change when Kendrick drops again you know what I mean so it's like right. just where has Kendrick
0: been he's got to be cooking up there's no way it's just like been what it there's been something coming years? Years. it's yeah. got to
1: be there's something coming that's gonna make the ground swell man and and you know like right. I, I'm waiting on it but if he's just enjoying his life too right now I can understand that shit you got I'm a totally family like, yeah also
2: yeah all the artists out there, take some time to enjoy your life. Take some, you know, separate yourself from the music when you need to. I mean, I feel like that's super important.
0: I saw somebody explaining once it was how, like, music musicians often are not selling you music; they're selling you themselves. So the marketing mm-hmm. aspect of it is not really like you find the music as a result of it, and that's kind of what you associate people with. But half the time, it's like. I, and we were talking about the like you, you might see someone that you think their music isn't good or something. And you're like, wow, how are they even famous? It's because they marketed the hell out of themselves on the way up. Like I and this is extreme, but I think of like riffraff as a great example. I really thought, Jody High Roller. I love Riff Raff. That's a now. good example. That's a good example. Yeah. And I, I did not like him. I remember in like 2013 being like, what is this? Like, there's no way this is good. It's not going to stay good. Like he's maybe he's I'll like- never
2: forget the first time I saw Riff Raff. Like, I forget what it was. It was just some video of him just like talking shit and oh, just I- like the tattoos and everything. I was like, who the fuck is this guy?
1: It's fucking I was like,
2: he <laughs> Yeah, I was like, this guy can't be serious. But I, was I think so he's skeptical. But I yeah. think he's great now.
0: You realize that, like, first of all, the bars are not as bad as I would say they were, and then, like, I just because I'm like, I'm looking at the image, and then you're like, Oh, well, it's all I mean, I'm pretty sure it's there's actually an interview he does on hot ones, and you know, when they eat the spicy wings, yeah. and he gets to the end and he breaks character a little bit, like, he's he's just like a guy talking, he's just like. <laughs> Man, that's hot. Like, and you're like, oh, riffraff. It's not all just that like persona <laughs> right. that I read all the time. So it's obviously a marketing ploy. And that's like an extreme example in that case. But a lot of people are doing that. And that's, uh, we were talking about Russ uh, a little while ago. He put out a single a week until he popped, right? And then he put right. out an album that he had in the vault. And that's mm-hmm. super smart. I never even thought about that. But it's like, yeah, just keep putting a song out. One of them's going to get some buzz. Once, and once eyes are on you, put a good project out. Um, like and it sounds Sundays. like Riggs, you're in position for this. You got a lot of stuff uh in the vault. Yeah, just this is it. I'm, I'm excited. And now I almost exposed your plan. All right. <laughs> That's the <laughs> Russ plan.
1: Shout out <laughs> to fucking Russ, man. Shout yeah. out to Russ. Uh, you know what it is, though? And, and Russ is a great example of this, but like being loved is kind of a slope. um You know what I'm saying? Especially these days, um, because we live in a, in a unique time right now, like where everybody wants to like make money, but nobody really wants to fucking do any work or nobody wants to do traditional work. You know what I'm saying? So um, we live in a time where more people than ever have wanted to be stars or celebrities right. of some sort. And I feel or. like
2: I feel like people think now that like, in the social media age that it's easier to become a star now than it ever was. So they're like, exactly. this is my opportunity.
1: Exactly. Right. So, you know, initially when somebody comes out and they drop something good, the first reaction is a lot of the time is hate. Right. Mm-hmm. But the reason that I say being yeah. loved is a slope is because, OK, uh, Russ comes out and people are like this shit's trash, this is trash, this is trash. And then he breaks through and gets his fan base. Right. And then he gets his fan base. And now he's starting to generate a lot more attention. So the people who are first hearing him like this shit's fucking trash. We hate Russ. We hate Russ. Now you're going out of your way to hate on Russ, and every time he drops something, it's like, oh, I hate this motherfucker. Let me go to his video to hate on it. Yeah. Until all of a sudden one day you realize, oh, this shit's not that fucking bad. Oh shit, this yeah. is kind of hot. Now you went from being his number one hater to being a fucking fan. Right?
0: So it's yeah, all that's it's the slow. Howard Stern tactic, right? It was like whatever. How many people would listen? They would listen longer if they hated him. Yeah, it's it's just how it works. And I, like I said, I've found myself guilty of this in the past. Like when you like just certain especially people that are out there right now. I used to say this about Migos. I spent extra money to go see Migos at the garden when they came with Drake. I was like, I, you know, I used to think they were, I mean, not good. And now I'm like, "Ah, I love Migos. Like
1: I just want the next song. (laughs) Migos is fucking lit, bro. And um, and, and the thing I fuck with about Migos is that like, they've gotten so much better over time too. Like I'm a, I'm a definitely fuck with you. If I see you improving, like, Lil Baby, like I thought Lil Baby couldn't rap a fucking lick when he first came out. And now he is fucking Same. obliterating everything.
2: So, Dude, he slaughtered, he slaughtered Drake on his own track. Oh my god, he destroyed it. <laughs> Which Drake. I didn't see. Yeah, he did. And I wouldn't have seen that coming, like you said, a few years ago when I first heard Lil Baby. I mean, Bro, first of all, I the name the, the name turned me off like originally. I was like, Little baby. I was like, who is this guy? Yeah, me but- too. Same with so Dub Baby, song, too, yeah. but I'm a fan of both of them now. Do <laughs> you think Dub Baby's the gonna change up his like ever?
1: I was driving to the bank and I was playing the song, and then Baby's verse came on. And like after the song finished, I just like turned the radio off for a second. I was like, holy shit. Yeah,
2: <laughs> you're like, wait, that dude can rap.
1: <laughs> and so I tweeted out, I was like, yo, like, did Lil Baby just go on Drake's track and just go absolutely fucking insane? I'm like, yo, this man's losing his mind right now. And then he he's his verse on Cole's shit was dope too. Like he's rapping, bro. Yep. It's his time right now.
0: Yeah, and sometimes you Absolutely. gotta give people. What do you think about run? Cole's
1: new album? Shit's fucking dope, bro. Like my my thing with Cole was like I thought I thought Cole got a little too deep for himself um for a little while there. You know what I'm saying? And, like, there was a lot of ballads and shit like that. And and I'll only say so much about that because I feel like artists need to be able to grow and need to be able to do different things with their music. But, like, my favorite Cole album, my number one Cole album is um, Born Sinner. Because I felt like that was the the perfect blend of um, cocky J. Cole, uh, crude, crash J. Cole, um, but with higher consciousness as well. You know what I mean? I feel like it was the perfect blend. It was enough suck my dick and... Oh, I know that I'm supposed to be a role model, and I know I'm a dreamer at the same time, and I got to make my mom proud. Right. But still, you bitch suck my dick. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that <laughs> yeah. duality was perfect. You got a little bit of everything, thing. yeah. Yeah, that duality was perfect yeah. on Born Center. So I was happy after Forrest Hills Drive and after the one where he was folding clothes and shit like that to um, hear Jay Coe be <laughs> fucking cocky again. You know what I mean?
2: The one where yeah. he was folding clothes.
1: <laughs> yeah, whatever. For fucking, your eyes I'm only, like, right? For your eyes only, Yeah. yeah. Uh, And so when he came back like that, it gave us feature J. Cole on an album that's really a mixtape. I was like, yeah, I'm fucking with this. This is dope.
2: I like everything he drops, honestly, but I was definitely impressed by the last album.
1: Yeah, bro, I'm living with Uh, this album
2: for a while. Yeah, no, it's definitely, it's it's in heavy rotation for me.
1: Mm.
2: So uh, you were an athlete, right? You played football. Yes, sir. So... How did that journey go? Because you were you were big into football. You played in in college too, right? You played at BC High and then you played at yeah. Assumption. Mm-hmm. So when did you start playing?
1: All conference, BC High, all conference in college. Um, yeah. Um, yep. Talk your shit. Yeah, man, I pop my shit, bro. <laughs> um, grinded a lot. Um, so I started playing football like my freshman year of high school, um, and I I wanted to be a linebacker. You so didn't bad. play before high school. I nah, figured I didn't you would have. Oh man. wow.
2: No. Okay.
1: I wanted to be a fucking linebacker so bad. And then, like, the first day of freshman tryouts, like, Coach Facetti was like, you're going to play line. I'm like, but I'm faster than all the fucking linebackers. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know? Because yeah. so I just ended up playing line and just moving around. But that tend- turned out to be, like, one of my greatest uh, feats or, or my greatest features that, like, you know, I was faster than pretty much everybody I was lining up against. He's a fucking burn offensive lineman. So, um, like, that just made room for me at the next level um, in college as well. You know what I mean? So you yeah. play
0: line in college too?
1: I played DN in uh nose tackle in, in three technique in college. So I moved all around the line. Yeah. Uh,
0: DN's mm-hmm. fun to feel like you, that's like, you're, you're going for it. in DN you can, you, you catch people on the wing. That's the best.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. DN's a good time. DN's a good time. You fuck shit up in the middle when you nose tackle or you get in uh, contact every play. Um, so you got to be a sick motherfucker to really appreciate that shit. <laughs> I am yeah. super washed now, though, bro. Like I am super washed right now when it comes to being an athlete, and I'll get back on my shit. But there's like no old dude football leagues that I can play in. Um, yeah, there's not I'm a not, lot.
2: Not a lot of. I'm never football playing football league.
1: again unless somebody's giving me a check, bro. Like that shit. Yeah,
2: yeah, no, you don't. You don't need CTE unless you're getting paid for it. Right. Correct.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Correct. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's a lot of leading with head in uh, in high school. I just remember those days getting like bells rung. That was rough.
1: Correct. Um, now the only thing I want to lead with head is my women. That's it, man.
0: <laughs> I, I realized my wording. You I, was know, like, you I know knew what?
2: there was a joke in there somewhere as soon as you said that. I knew there was a joke in there
0: somewhere. Oh boy! Yeah, thank you for grabbing it. That's a clip. But uh... pause yeah i i've said some possible moments on this podcast you have my deal i feel
2: like you do it on purpose sometimes
0: you know (laughs) maybe that could be my secret but uh so uh
2: you're a you're a boston sports fan obviously yeah you said you wanted to talk about the celtics so what's on your mind as far as the celtics go they won their play-in game last night
1: that that's what's Brooklyn. on my fucking mind yo that's what's on my fucking mind last so i've completely given up on the Celtics this year yeah I me too every it's game true. i tell myself i'm not gonna fucking watch the shit i end up watching it anyways yeah I've me seen like same. every game this season it sucks um so much pain uh, yeah, i feel you <laughs> but um last night i'm watching the play-in and i'm watching these motherfuckers go crazy and for a second there i was like holy shit we can do this shit. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You and know how many I times
2: I've thought that this season, only for them to get blown out the next night? Exactly.
1: I was like, dog, I no matter how hard I try, the irrational Boston sports fan will always pop up in me. Right. Fucking sucks, bro. We have no shot against Brooklyn, but I'll be rooting.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, I'm a little bit excited. You know, if we can shock him in game one, then who knows? Anything can happen. But yeah, we don't stand much of a chance.
1: <laughs> bro, in a fucking series, I'm like, man, we gotta beat yeah. these dudes four times. No. Jason Tatum's got to be God four times. I don't know, bro.
2: I just hope we can
1: win a couple and make it fun at least for a little bit. But I agree with that. I agree with that. I'm like, fuck Kemba, like go back to being Kemba when you was busting Kyrie's ass, giving him sixty points and shit like that, bro. Like A lot of inconsistency,
2: a lot of inconsistency from Kemba, even from Tatum. It's like, you know, he scored 50 plus three times in the last month and a half. But every now and then he kind of disappears still. So but he's still young. I feel like people are a little bit too impatient with him and Brown because they're both.
1: It's like, bro, don't give me 60 one night and then give me 14 (laughs) the next. Like, come on,
2: bro. That's that Jeff Green shit
1: facts bro facts. <laughs> see I know not am talking to a real fucking Boston sports fan when you say some shit like that that's a fact
2: he used to do that all the time he would drop 40 and then drop like 8 the next night it was like alright what are we doing
1: yep. here yep. fucking bullshit bro alright what are we doing with Cam though like why are we so connected to Brian Hoyer like I feel like we're just antagonizing Cam the whole <laughs> fucking time like Brian is not gonna do shit I don't know. is Diddy still on the roster or no? No
2: he's not Thank god, he's fucking terrible. I think he is. And now we got now we got Mac Jones. But I'm I have faith that Cam can at least get us to the playoffs cuz we have good weapons this year. We ha- he had nobody last year. And then he got covid
1: too like and he got covid. People, a lot. people forget was about it. He never that. the same after that.
2: He wasn't. That what was it? Week 2 against Seattle when he was like he was great that game. The one he was we lost. Great. I actually thought and, the whole
0: season was going to end when a few people got COVID. I was like, "Oh, everyone's got COVID. There's no way." Like, yeah,
2: football, it was looking pretty bad. Story sure getting yeah. shut down. Yeah, but uh, no, I actually I have faith in Cam with uh, with the right weapons that he can be not 2015 MVP Cam. I think those days are over, but he can be a playoff quarterback. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. I remember, um, I remember watching that game against Seattle, and I was like, yeah. "Word." Like and I was about to hit, I was about to smash them cheeks and I just remember turning off the TV and I was like, "We got a quarterback," <laughs> and then yeah. COVID and then we had no quarterback. I was like, "What the fuck, bro?"
2: I remember when that game was going on, like towards the end of the fourth quarter, I was like, "Even if we lose this game, I was like, I feel good about this team." I was like, "Cam looked really good tonight." He was that was actually Edelman's best statistically best game of his career career.
1: I'm gonna yeah, be fucking sick if here. Edwin goes and joins Tom in Tampa Bay. Oh my god, fuck would, him if he also does that. Honestly, be surprised
0: because they see Tom sneaky. It looks so much
1: fun down there, bro. Like I can't even. <laughs> I can't even lie. It looks like so much fun. It does. Fun, <laughs> it does
2: look like a lot of fun. <sighs> They're definitely having way more fun than they had with Belichick. That's you see fact, Brady tossing the trophy across the water, like. getting am like, man is free.
1: I think we I'm all have like, My man there. is free right now. Sucks, dude. But, yeah. It yeah. was all cool. my sports takes.
2: What are your uh, – what's your prediction – final prediction for the Brooklyn series?
1: Um, 4-0, bro.
2: 4-0? Okay. 4-0. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty realistic.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I was, was going to say, say uh, <laughs> gentleman's sweep, but, like, I could totally see 4-0. <laughs> yeah.
2: I could definitely see that. But then, you know, if Tatum goes off for 50-plus, he could win them, like, a game. But –
1: We'll see. It's not even a Tatum thing for me. It's just like, dog, like we still have to play fucking Shemmy Ojale. It's like, bro, you can't shoot like for real, bro. All right. Our bench is trash. I will say Grant Williams
2: trash. Like we don't need those guys getting those kind of minutes. Grant Williams is terrible, bro. He's really bad. (laughs) Like He doesn't (laughs) really. I'm like, what is he actually doing
1: to contribute to the team when he's out there? I, I fuck know. with the defense, but the offense is just so bad. It's like, get this dude off the floor, yeah. bro. What's up with yeah. all the undersized bigs? I'm
2: like, come on. And Tristan Thompson, too, like incredible rebounder, but cannot finish around the
1: rim. It's just My frustrating boy couldn't finish watch. a sentence, bro. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's tough to sentence. watch. It's tough to watch. Yeah, 12 and 12 last night, but I'm like, can we get 16? Can you give us two more buckets? Yeah, yeah, those 12 points were all it. those
2: 12 points were all, you know, put back layups with no one around him. Like he's not he doesn't have any post
1: moves with Bro, he has to gather everything. I'm like, "Dog, <laughs> just go straight up with the fucking ball." Right. Every time they pass right. the ball, he's got to bounce. You don't have to dribble no. the ball. Go straight up. Nothing
2: <laughs> pisses me off more than a big man who brings the ball down every time they get it. I'm like, your, you. advantage, your advantage is being tall. If you hold it up here, the, the,
1: the little guys can't get it. If you bring it down, they're going to strip you every time. You know why? It's because they it's never get right. the fucking dribble. So any chance they get the ball, they want to put it on the ground. <laughs> Dunk right. the fucking ball. You're 10 right. feet tall, bro. Seriously. Oh, man. See, that's why God didn't get me height. i would have been Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> Do you I ever play basketball? Everybody. I bro, I fucking suck at basketball. Yeah. <laughs> like I can dribble, I can defend, I can jump, I can do all of these things. I can't fucking shoot to save my life, bro. Okay. I can't well, fucking shoot my life.
0: I, yeah, I, I'm the same way. I, I don't think everyone's gifted with that. Jack's a shooter, right? you you're a I'm a shooter. I yeah, shoot. Prestige worldwide.
1: That was the yeah, best. exactly. Bro, that's a fucking fact. Dog, every time there's a pickup game and like we're out on the court, if there's a white boy there, I'm picking the white boy. I'm like, yo, <laughs> fucking, if one thing a white boy gonna know how to do is fucking shoot that ball, goddammit. That's <laughs> I, me. I'm, I'm taking my That's titties. me. I can't do much else. I'm not going to
2: get to the rim. I'm not going to lock down your best player. But if you get it to me wide open for three, I'll knock it down.
1: That's what I that's do. That's a fact. That's a <laughs> fact, bro. I'm like, give me fucking Brent Berry. Let's ride, bro.
2: Kyle <laughs> Korver. Fact coming off screens.
1: Facts. Mike Miller, <laughs> give me all of that shit, bro. with yep. all of
2: that. Yep. That's a fact. So yeah. uh you got a you got an album in the works, or what's what's the uh plan as far as dropping your next project?
1: So my next project, man, that's good, that's definitely gonna come after Soul Sunday it has subsided, at least for the first season. Um yeah. to be honest with you, bro, like a lot of the things that's on Soul Sundays and that's coming out right now, a lot of those are ideas. Okay. Um, so I just wanted to be free. I wanted to create. I wanted to get back. I wanted to fall in love with creating again. So um a lot yeah. of the shit that's coming out on Soul Sunday right now is I our ideas. And um, you know, they may change a little bit, they may go into an album. Um, the album may sound nothing like that. I got a lot <laughs> of songs that are done right now. So um I'm just I'm having okay. fun with the process. Um, I do have albums done. Um but, you know, it's all about, like, when shit, when shit decides to happen. Because, like, if I switch the flavor of Soul Sunday and um, it's, like, some Afro pop shit or, like, some uh, Caribbean-sounding shit and that pops, it's like, holy fuck. Now I got to go back in the lab and create a whole album worth of this shit. You know what I mean? Right, so right. I'm just taking time, trying to sample it out right now, give people a a, a, time, a, a bit of a period to adjust and see how they like this new soul that i'm trying to make you know what i mean and um and see how they feel about that shit and then you know we'll recalibrate you know i can give you an answer right now but i might be lying in a couple of weeks so yeah yeah, yeah.
0: we'll just tease (laughs) it it's being teased Uh, so can we get Riggs merch anywhere where uh do you have any like websites you'd want to plug
1: so no i don't got any websites that i want to plug right now Uh, i'm actually redesigning a ton of merch right now and a lot of shit's going to be based off of uh soul sundays you know what i mean so i'm just trying to take my time with it and um you know work with the people that i'm I working think a, with a t-shirt a t-shirt
2: with uncle leroy's face on it would be great <laughs> so
1: Something you're not the first person who said that which is the funniest <laughs> thing <laughs> i would so, definitely rock that that's fact. What, that's what's up bro so you know i'm taking my time with the merch right now and um it's actually yeah. in development so i'm working with some cool people right now to get that shit done um based around soul sundays and, and different shit like that um and um yeah well, you know when, when that's tops, available
0: um, I'm, i yeah i want want the merch that's word good. word yeah oh, we're, we're always sure looking we got for some merch to rock on the show
1: yeah word, absolutely
0: nice nice so are, is you said you're designing it do you submit the artwork yourself or are you like working with people that actually make the clothes because i Uh, we had someone on who their clothing uh xvi god uh hana what he had his guy he was making the clothes i think whoever he was with so i was kind of curious like do do you have like tailors? are you designing in that way too
1: bro i got so i got um i got a homegirl who's like real dope with all of that shit um she's real dope with all of that stuff man and um um, so I am working with her but I, like, I make a lot of the designs myself like what would I want on a hoodie you know what I'm saying like I bought so much merch um, from different people from people who had small clothing lines to uh, mainstream artists to blah 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 and like I have so many pieces that I love and I'm like damn I want to make something that I love just as much as this. But that's my own shit and that somebody else would cherish if they got this as well. So the biggest thing is like quality, making sure that the fabric holds up, make sure you can wash it a million times and it still be dope. You know what I mean? Um, But as far as like designs and stuff like that, I'll make that myself. But when it comes to actually getting it on the material and shit like that, get it to the experts, bro. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. That's a whole I mean, you you wear so many hats. It'd be tough to be a a tailor
1: as well. That's a fact. (laughs) That's a fact.
0: Yeah, but I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, I, it, I guess before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd want to plug, or did you any social medias? And also, if that's a premature wrap up, stop me. But I, is there <laughs> <You're> anything <good. laughs> you'd want to plug, or anyone you want to shout out?
1: Yeah, man, shout out to all the uh, shout out to all the women uh, with fat asses out there. You know what I'm saying? Shout yep. out to all the women with fat asses. But ladies, you got to understand that it's not just about fat asses. Okay, okay here we fat go. Asses just has to be nice. <laughs> It doesn't have to be amazingly huge. It just got to be fucking nice. Right. Nice asses don't get enough recognition. (laughs) Yeah. So shout out to the women with nice asses. Titties are always luxurious, and they're many different shapes and sizes. So shout out to y'all, too. Ladies, Mm -hmm. if there's anything that you can work on, just make sure your lips are always nice. Make sure that, you know what I'm saying, you always got your nails did, you know what I'm saying, or something like that. And if you don't got no money to get it done, hit somebody up, not me necessarily. I, was <laughs> I thought right, you were about to grab <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. But hit somebody up, that man in your life who always try to get some buns. Ask that motherfucker for some money yeah. to get them nails done. Make, make him earn know.
2: those buns. Make him earn those buns. Make
1: them earn the buns, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I appreciate this that that shit, man. I appreciate it, y'all boys man. for having me on here, man.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, so man. Thank you for rigs. coming on. Um, yeah, I'll I'll put your social media up. We got Riggs and um, Damn Riggs. Oh, damn rigs, right? Yeah. So, yeah, we'll put that up. Awesome. Thanks again yes, for coming sir. on. Yeah, we'll definitely be in touch. We, we got you. We got you unlocked. This is awesome. We're looking forward to everything coming out.
1: Yeah, sir. Really? appreciate y'all, man. We'll tap in when I get back to Boston, yo. For sure. That's absolutely. Right. Absolutely.
0: Peace.